Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 1010 of the K Push Podcast. Welcome back to the K Push Podcast. The Indian dude wants to uh, still steal my uh, podcast. My passwords, I've changed all of them to 1234. You're welcome to take it over for me. I don't want it anymore. Uh, I'm bombing horribly. I've bombed the le- four times. Four out of four times, the last times, I've gone up on stage at an open mic. I've done terribly. So hopefully, hopefully, I don't do terrible today. I try to prepare. I try to, you know, be the entertainer that I always wanted to be. The masterful, amazing podcast host that is, of course, me and me only. We have some things to talk about today. And I and this has been on my mind for some time, but I wanted to come in on this because come come in on this. I wanted to uh, talk about this first because of the fact that it got some laughs on stage. So I know that there's some funny elements to this, and I'm excited to talk about it because of the fact that it it works in front of a crowd. So you should laugh. Okay, that's basically what I'm trying to say right now. Jeremy Renner. Okay. Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner is the guy who plays Hawkeye. He's a good actor. He's in other things like Wind River. He was very good performance in that. He gave a very good performance in that movie. Um, but he plays the pussiest character ever out of any superhero character that's ever existed. By far, Jeremy Renner plays the lamest one. Jeremy Renner recently got into a snowplow accident. So much to the fact that he's in a coma right now. He's in a coma because of a snowplow accident. Somehow he got hit by a snowplow, and he's he's in a coma because of it. I th- he's recently woken up. That's why I'm doing this joke. He's going to be okay. He's going to live. But who would have known, right? That Hawkeye, Hawkeye's weakness would be a snowplow. Like out of anything that could ever kill Hawkeye, it is a snowplow. I want in the next season of Hawkeye, I want to see Kingpin on a snowplow. The fat guy from... Into the Spider-Verse. I want to see him on a snowplow riding and chasing Hawkeye. And what is Hawkeye going to do? He's going to look at him and go, I'm Hawkeye. What the fuck? What is Hawkeye going to do? What does he do? What can he do? Of course his weakness is a fucking snowplow. What what other weakness would it be? What, What other weakness would make sense? A bullet? Probably. But... I like snowplow better. You understand? And what is what what else did I have to say about this? Because I I, I wrote some stuff down for this. What about these actors? Because we've had some pretty unusual stories with actors this year. That's a little confusing with me. I'm not going to lie. We had, at the start of this year, we had Will Smith, right? He went on stage and he felt the need to slap. Chris Rock in front of the entire United States, every 
probably, I would say about 90% of people in America have seen Will Smith slap Chris Rock. Then we got Alec Baldwin a couple months later who felt the need to shoot somebody on set while they were filming. And then now we have Hawkeye who feels the need to get run over by a snowplow. We get it, okay? These actors, they need to go away, okay? It's enough. It really, it's enough with these actors always taking the spotlight. We get it. People don't want to watch movies anymore, okay? They like playing video games, okay? They like going outside more. Not really, but they like video games. They like door dashing food, going on Netflix, and hitting the shuffle button. That is what people like to do. And unfortunately, Will Smith's movies aren't on Netflix. There's not that many Will Smith movies on Netflix, So they're, you know, given people like Will Smith and Alec Baldwin and Jeremy Renner, these people, they're upset. So they're doing things. Remember when Aaron Paul, he apologized for being racist? This is that just to a a more extreme level, right? Like when Aaron Paul, because Aaron Paul is in TV shows, right? So he doesn't feel the need to get hit by a snowplow to get attention. It's different with Aaron Paul. He's in, what was that one thing? Westworld. He's in Westworld. So people are watching him through Westworld. He's getting some attention. Not that many people are watching season three of Westworld, unfortunately, Aaron Paul. So he needed to do a little something, right? He needed to apologize for being racist. But Alec Baldwin, Will Smith, and Jeremy Renner, these are movie guys. They're not on TV shows, okay? So nobody's watching them. No one's going to the theaters. Nobody's watching their movies. So what is their solution? Well, getting hit by a snowplow and almost dying. That's that's one. We're talking about him right now. He won. You know, Alec Baldwin felt the need to shoot Buddy on set. I mean, that was a little extreme. That was a little wild. But what are these guys going to do? And I want to say... It, it is a little much. I wish that they would just go to, like, the TV show or or do – because how do I say this? Because now I have two conflicting ideals. It's nice the fact that we're talking about something other than Ukraine, okay? But I don't like how we're talking about the Ukraine and then every couple months it's like – Will Smith slapped Bundy. Jeremy Renner's in a coma. And Alec Baldwin shot somebody. I don't know. Like, every couple months, we talk about some actor does some crazy shit. And then we go right back into talking about the Ukraine. And we got to find something else. Remember the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? That was nice. That was nice. And it was... You know, it was a nice little palate cleanse. I mean, sure, they got really annoying, and then there were people who probably did it who didn't actually donate, so what's the whole point? But aside from that, okay, let's bring back something like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Let's do that. Instead of Alec Baldwin shooting somebody on set, let's talk about something like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I, I like that a little bit more. 
Okay, we, and then we can go back to talking about the Ukraine, like we will, and nothing will change. But you know, this this is actually getting me thinking about something. My friend today, um, actually, no, no, we're not, no. Well, I'll give the pretense, but then we'll go back. So, hold hold on. I'm going to tell the story how I want to tell it. We're going to pretend that I didn't take that long sip. Whatever, it's fine. My roommate, not my roommate, my friend, my friend's roommates. So, Sam. Sam's roommates are both Ukrainian. And Sam was talking to me today about how the Ukraine war is, like, really affecting his roommates and about how... They have family back in Ukraine, and they don't know if they're going to live or die. And it, it, he's talking about—Sam was talking about how it really changed the perspective of the situation where he heard somebody who he cares about, who he knows, talk about how that situation is affecting uh, an individual person. And that's great. And I wanted to say, like, Sam, that's awesome that you— Feel sympathy for the Ukraine war now. That's great that you didn't feel any sympathy before your roommate said it was bad. That's great. No, 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 no. That's fantastic. That it took somebody you knew to tell you how bad it was. Right? There's videos. There's pictures. We've only been talking about it for eight months. Way longer now. But... It takes Ukrainians from Rhode Island to show show you how truly difficult it really is. But aside from the point that it's absolutely ridiculous that but that that's true, right? Because I don't want to single Sam out here, right? Because there is an element of that with everything where you hear about it, but then you see it. You see it with your own eyes, and you go, wow. Wow, that's crazy. But we have videos. So why doesn't that work? Like, legitimately, why don't videos work the same way as you legitimately seeing it with your own eyes? Like, in person. Like, you'll see a missile drop on the Ukraine. And you'll just go, well... I mean, this looks like a action movie. I mean, this this is Ocean's Nine or Eleven, whatever. But it doesn't seem. But when you're there and you look at the missile and it and it hits you in the face and then you're dead, then you're you're dead. But that that's that's a bad example. But you get the point, okay? Of what I'm trying to say here is that of the fact that human beings are so disconnected, even when they're told about something every single day, they can still somehow get disconnected to a certain event. Even though they were talking about it, there's videos, footage, there's audio, there's stories. We've talked about it on this podcast. We've talked about it on every single podcast. It's all people... The Ukraine. And yet... Today, today, Sam had the revelation. Today, Sam had the revelation that the Ukraine war is bad. 
give it up. Let's give it up as a round of applause. But it was just, it's, it's just so crazy that that is how human beings work. That's how human beings act. You know, I mean, I think that I was a little bit like that until I got some black friends. You know, I think a lot of white people are kind of like that with black people. You know how it is, is you're kind of a white guy. You don't know, you know, really, you know, you don't know really. You hear about the racism, you hear about, you know, the cops shooting the black people and you hear about the black people being locked up and, you know, not pretty things, not good, not good things. And but like as a white person, you don't see it sometimes. You don't get it. But once, like me, when I started selling drugs, I made, you know, black friends. And then once I make black friends, they they start telling me about different stuff. And and there's a a click, right, that almost happens where you see it in the the eyes. But ignore the fact that I was disconnected by the fact of all the news reports about black people being shot – all the books that have been written about slavery, like all of those things, that didn't work. But having a black friend, that was the thing that opened my eyes, right? But that that's weird how human beings work. And again, I don't know. Like I'm still like, you know, I'm not an expert on black people here, okay? But like I know way more than some white people do. That's that's all I gotta say. But I want to go back to Sam talking about the Ukraine war and about how he has Ukraine roommates. This is the weirdest part about this story. Not the fact that Sam didn't care about the Ukraine war until he had two Ukrainian roommates living with him. Not that. That's not the weirdest part of the story. The weirdest part of the story is that there's two Ukraine roommates living in Rhode Island. What? Imagine you come from war-torn Ukraine. You're going to get your life set up in America. You're going to go to college. You're going to figure it out. And it's going to be good. Everything's going to be good. Because you're out of Ukraine and you're in America. Where are you going to move? Rhode Island. What? You... You, you what? You're gonna... <laughs> what? And then how does Sam end up with both of them? Like this little Jew from Massachusetts. These two Ukrainians. That's my impressions of Russians. That or with Ukraine, same thing. So Ukraine, they come here to America. Where are they going to move? They move to Rhode Island. Okay, they show up at this college at Rhode Island, and they look around. They go, "Who's going to be the roommate that we live with?" And they look at Sam, this little Jewish kid. And they're like, he's the one. He's the one. He's the one. And then also Sam was talking to me and about the podcasts that were recorded but never released. There, in one of the podcasts, one of the conversations we have is he talks about how his roommates are messy. What? 
What? I don't, like, I don't, because I've never been in a war-torn country before, okay? So I don't, I can't really fully speak on it. But if I was in a war-torn country, I think I'd be okay with doing the laundry and doing the dishes. Like, if at a point in my life I'm worrying about missiles being dropped on my face and then there's another period of time after that period of time where I don't worry about missiles being dropped on my face. I think, I think I'd be grateful to do the dishes. Because I do the dishes right now. No missile to the face. This is a very weird... It's not adding up. Sam's lying about something. I don't like it. Sam is fucking lying about something, okay? I think he's getting his roommates confused with Anna's dead body, okay? I think Sam has secretly been living with Anna's dead body for the past months or so. And Anna Anna is Sam's boyfriend who Anna Anna is Sam's boyfriend. Okay. Well, we're going to roll with it. Oh my fucking god, fuck off, you fucking cut and sucker. Sorry, my computer's doing retarded shit. But I think Anna uh Anna has a penis and she is Sam's boyfriend. She's been murdered by Sam. Everybody knows it. They can't find the body. They don't know where Anna is. I haven't seen Anna in months. She's she's gone. She FaceTimed me once. I didn't pick up. I tried to FaceTime her back. She, she didn't answer. Surprise. And I think... I think Sam is, like, getting delusional from smelling the dead body every day, right? And the bacteria that is coming off of Anna's dead body, he's imagining roommates from the Ukraine that are telling him all these stories about the Ukraine. And he's like tripping balls off of Anna's dead body's bacteria. And he's thinking that he's talking to his two Ukrainian roommates about how bad the war in Ukraine is. When really, he's just having an hallucination from staying with Anna's dead body for months on end. I think that's what's happening. Or he's telling the truth. Either one. Let's move on. I am so sick of talking about that. Okay. This is interesting. So I'm going to pull this article up. So we have an article here because we're professional. Okay. You're not. Kid, what are you doing to me? Kid, what are you doing to me here? What are you doing? I'm walking in. All right. I'm pulling up this article. Why does it look like that? Right. Okay. 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 There we go. Okay. I got the article. Let me make sure it's all set up. I don't know why everything's fucked up right now. Everything is fucked up. We're good. We're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I'm pulling up this article from Vice. 
And apparently, I, I'm going to repeat exactly what Crystal and Yager said. Yeager, Yager, still don't know the difference, on the Crystal and Yeager show. And they go over and they do like a weekly, you should check them out. They're really good news source. They're really honest. Um, I listen to them all the time. I found them through Joe Rogan. What am I fucking kidding? You're not listening to this and not knowing. Never mind. Anyway, they talked about this no-fly list. And apparently this comes out of surprise, the 9-11 pro, uh, counter-terrorist uh, laws and stuff like that. Uh, it apparently is a rule or something where they are allowed to deny human beings from flying. They're, they're allowed to deny U.S. citizens flying. Like the TSA has a list of people that are not allowed to fly. I didn't know about this. They have no jurisdiction, no uh, law process for how you get convicted and get on the no-fly list. Apparently, it was a big problem with people uh, who had similar names as terrorists. So this is a big problem after – again, this is all what Crystal and Yager are saying. I'm fucking butchering it. Go listen to them. I'm going to try and make fun of this, okay? But apparently one of the issues was that you couldn't get on an airplane. You couldn't get on TSA. I'm not going to read this article. You know that the article exists, so I'm going to put it away and let me talk for a second. But – one of the, apparently one of the issues is, and I don't know if this is right. Crystal and Sager could have been wrong, or I could be butchering it so bad that I'm making up information. Either way, I have the microphone. You're listening to me, so I'm right. You're wrong. You can't get on an airplane if you had a name similar to a terrorist, right? So, like, the TSA, they would stop you. And I, they would question you, and apparently it was like a long process and a really big problem for a lot of people who were ethnic, um, you know, specifically in Muslims and all, you know, you know, Middle Eastern and all, all that good stuff. They had problems flying for a really long time, and like, what if you, what if? You had a twin who was a terrorist. Like, what if Osama bin Laden was your twin brother? And, like, Osama bin Laden's brother, who happens to be his twin, like, tries to get on TSA. They, were, they were just... I don't, I don't have a bit. I, I, was, I was thinking that this would be a lot funnier, but I, I don't think it is. But... It's crazy that this is not funny. This is not funny. I'm butchering this. I don't have any good information. To, we're, we're, we're jumping tracks. Let's move on. Uh, I'll, I'll try and just give some of the information. So I don't think that my joke was that funny. though. So I don't think that I'm going to be able to make fun of this. But apparently there's this no-fly zone thing. And Vice apparently acquired a – what is it? I'll read the – I guess I should read the article, huh, shouldn't I? 
Okay, okay. Now we're good. Now we're good. On the server was a large amount of company data about the commute air, including a private information about its employees. There was a file containing a copy of 2019 edition of the no-fly list. The list includes names and birth dates of 1. million entries, but many of those entries are alasses. Again, retarded, I apologize. That are referenced the same person. It's so bigger than I thought it would be. Crime told... Crimew? Crimew told Motherboard. Who's Motherboard? TSA is aware of the political cybersecurity and incident. We are investigating in the coordination with the federal partners. A a spokesperson for the TSA told Motherboard. Who is Motherboard? Why do they keep... Is Motherboard Vice? Are you talking about Vice? Why would you... I'm confused. The United States has maintained a no-fly list for decades, but its number was much smaller in the days before 9-11, and it only contained 16 after the attacks and the creation of the Department of Homeland Security. The list rapidly expanded. The exact number of people on the list is unknown. The leaked data is years old and contains people, entries, single individual. The recent estimates of the uh, total number at somewhere uh, between 47,000 and... Jesus fucking Christ! 50,000 people? 50,000 people aren't allowed to use, aren't allowed to fly. In the United States, like you just show up, and there's no uh, judicial uh, system for this. So when you you can just show up to TSA one day, and they're like, "You're not getting on this plane," and you're like, "Why?" And I didn't even know that there was a no fly list. So they would just look at you and be like, "No fly list," and you'd be like, "What? What's the the no fly what? Like the no fly list? You can't." You have a twin brother who's a terrorist. We can't let you. We can't let you. A twin terrorist? What? Imagine you didn't know you had a twin terrorist. Imagine like Osama bin Laden's your twin and you didn't know it until you try to fly. Like, you go, you buy the airplane tickets, you gotta check in your bags. You know how the airport is. Then you got to wait in line for security, and right up as you get to security, they look at you and they're like, you're Osama bin Laden's twin brother. What? What? I I was almost late uh, for an airport. Uh, I was running late to catch a plane one time. And, you know... No, fuck. This year, this fucking... I don't know why I'm fucking up so bad, like, mentally right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, anyway, we'll continue. This will just be not a good episode. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody's listening. This this winter, when we were trying to go back uh, for Christmas, I was trying to go back to my hometown, Erie, and we were running a little bit late for the airplane. So what ended up happening was my mom fucked up so we were already running a little bit late. The TSA security lane was 
so fucking big. It was so huge. So we waded through the TSA security thing. And then right up as we got to security, the TSA guy looked at us and he was like, hey, man, your date of birth is fucked up. So you got to go back and change that. So which means we had to go back. We had to wait in line. We had to do this whole complex thing. And it was a pain in the ass and it freaked me the fuck out. Like it literally made me like shit my pants because we were almost late. We almost missed this flight. Imagine you go up, you're running a little bit late for your flight. You stand through TSA security, you get up right to the person, and instead of being like, hey man, your birth, your uh, date of birth is fucked up, he looks at you and he goes, hey man, your date of birth is the exact same as Osama bin Laden's, and you guys look the exact same, and you're, you're his twin brother. You're, you're his, what? I'm his what? You're, you're his twin because I was, fu- I was f- fucked up from the date of birth change. I couldn't imagine being on a no-fly list. What if they start putting podcasters on the no-fly list? Like, what if I go up and they're like, we can't, we can't let you fly. You have a solo episode alone in a room with a camera. We can't let you I think I'd look at them and I go, "Good, good choice, good choice. You're right. Don't, don't let me fly in this plane." But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I, that ended up being a little bit more funnier than I thought it was gonna be. But uh, at the end of the day, this is something that's super fucked up. And again, this, uh, this is what Chris and Younger were getting into in the podcast is that this is a list from 2019. Who fucking knows what this list looks like now with this, you know? You know, vaccine mandates and Donald Trump and January 6th and solo podcasters. I mean, this these people, What what is the judicial system? There is none. So if they watched, you know, one of my solo podcasts, they would be like, well, this guy, I mean, can we lock him up? Can we put this guy in, like, a prison? Like, we can't... We're not going to let him fly, though, right? We can't let him, like, travel. He's got to stay where he's at. Leave him in Texas. Alrighty then. The no-fly list, I'm done. I don't... Don't care anymore. So, this is interesting, though. Okay, so let's get into that. This. Another thing on Crystal and Sager... What they were talking about is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Okay, I'm learning people's names. Look at me. Ron DeSantis got this bill passed. And I guess it's against the queer theory. Okay, so they're not in Florida for AP classes for some reason. They're not taking queer theory classes, I guess. I don't know... I don't know what that means. I still, like, queer theory class, I don't, I've never heard of that. I've been in the public education system for a very long time. There was a lot of fucked up things with the education system, and they definitely leaned more towards liberal ideology, and I, and I have problems with that, and that's for sure a real problem 
that needs to be addressed. But they keep saying queer theory classes. I've never heard that inside of the school. I've never heard, like, when we're talking, like, what do you got for fourth period, Joe? Oh, well, you know, I got a queer theory. I got queer theory, then I got cooking, and then I go go back to math. Oh, you got queer theory fourth period? Fuck, I got queer theory fifth. Oh, really? Does that mean that we're on the second floor for lunch? Is that what that means? We're on the second? Okay, cool. We got second lunch. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's queer, the- queer theories on the second building, right? Of course. Like I've never this this has never been a conversation in a high school where you're asking like, okay, so where, what days are queer theory? Do we have queer theory class? That's never like they they keep saying this though. They keep continuously saying it as like it's a real thing, and I never heard of it. Again, thirteen years in the public education school system. What do I know? What do I fucking know? And, but every, and, because wh- this is where it gets weird. So I was listening to uh, Yager, Yager, Sager, Yager, Sager, and they were saying on the podcast that this is good because, you know, th- these were really bad classes or whatever. And teachers shouldn't be allowed to teach this stuff, which I sort of agree with, I guess. I don't, I don't know what that means, teaching it. Like, I don't know what that means. What does teaching it mean? Like, teaching it that, like, it exists? Right? Like, I think, I don't think it's a bad idea to tell Right, especially me, right? Like last year I was in high school, okay? Now I'm paying rent. I'm on my own. I don't live with adults. I think for seniors in high school, you can say transgender. People think transgenders exist. Not even that they exist. Just say that some people... Some. Can we say that? Can you say that in a classroom in Florida? If in in a senior in a room in a classroom full of seniors, which is me, right? Can you say that some people think they're transgender? I don't know. I don't know. But I would like to find out. I would like to find out, which is why. I'm going undercover, okay? I'm going undercover as a high school student, and I'm going to find out for you guys what this Florida school district is all about. I'm going to find out. I'm going to do it for you guys. But, you know, everybody wants to take a stand on this, right, about this whole queer theory and whatever and schools and whatnot. And my whole thing is with it, right, like – and I have many, many problems with the public school district. I think my number one concern is that there's a thing called college debt. 
And I know, I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if people know it exists. But uh, college debt is a thing, okay? And it's a little, it's a little problem. It's a little, little, little problem, okay? And I think that at the end of the day, the people in charge who are supposed to be taking care of the college debt fund, they look at that problem and even they are like, well, (laughs) are you going to pay this? Are you going to pay this? Like the people in charge right now over the school system and how it runs, they look at this debt problem that we're having. Little debt problem. Little Little debt problem, okay? Just little, eh, little debt problem. And they'll look at each other and they're like, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking do anything about this. I mean, I didn't do it. Like, this isn't my fault. So I'm not, what, you want me to fix it? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to fix it. I want to argue about penis and vagina, okay? Let me come to this meeting and let's talk about queer theory for an hour and a half and get nowhere every time. Get nowhere. No one changes their mind. No one comes to a conclusion. There's not a solution found. Do we just keep repeating the same arguments over and over again? I don't want teachers teaching my kids ideology that I don't approve of. Well, I don't want my kid to be a fucking retard, so... And I don't want my kid being a retard with your retard, so... What? And then they're like, well, think about the kids. And then they're like, well, think about the kids. And then they're like, but the trans, but the whites, but the blacks. I don't... Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. We have a little debt problem, and we kind of... We kind of need to figure this out. It's, it's a little urgent. It's not really that urgent until our economy fails, which it already has. So I get – there's no – it's already failing, right? Like the, the consequences are coming. They're here. So we're just living with the consequences and still arguing about trans people in school. And like this is my whole thing is like how long – how bad does it got to get? Because the Ukraine, right? They're not arguing about trans people. People in China, they're not talking about trans people. Okay? Their lives suck. They're too busy to think about trans people. To what? And that's, I know that's hard. And I know people are going to say that's transphobic. But to really, to look at yourself at your life and go, I'm going to spend a large portion of time thinking about transgender people. That is an insane amount of privilege. Insane amount of privilege. No matter which side, no matter which side, whatever side you're on, the fact that we're thinking about it, there's a reason it's only happening in America. There's a reason why it's happening here. It's not happening in Mexico. 
It's not happening in Korea, in North Korea. It's not ha- No! It's happening right here. How bad does our life have to get before we like, hey, maybe we should not talk about queer people in school and maybe look at the debt problem. Maybe we look at a solution with the debt problem. And like we need like a real solution. We need like an actual solution to do. It can't just be like, well, we'll pay for it. Like the government can't just be like, well, we'll just like, that's not, no. Like Bernie, relax. Okay. Like this whole idea that we're going to take away all, like college is free and we're going to take away all college debt. Do you know, do you know what that is going to do? You think chicken prices are expensive now? You think the egg economy is bad? You think eggs are really expensive right now? Watch. Watch. Just watch. Watch. Make college free. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make college free. Let's see where we end up. Because the way we're talking, we're almost talking like the Joker. Like, I got to say, like, the solutions that we have... It's it's a little joker. Like, let's just take all the college debt. Let's see it burn. Like, what are, what are we doing here? We're going to what? All college debt. We're going to take in all that. And you, you got to love the Republicans, right? You got to love Trump. People pay for college. I can't do Trump. I'm not going to do it. I, I, I can do Republican, though. I can do Republican. I'll do a g- generic Republican. My people. We got a, you go to college, you pay for it, and uh, that's the end of the story. Pick yourself up by bootstraps. And it's, well, okay, hey, um, I don't, that, that hasn't been working. That, that, that whole mindset is where we are right now. That's how we got here. Well, you know. Queer theory shouldn't be taught in a classroom. Okay, buddy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for that education decision of what to do with the college debt is to not teach queer theory. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll tune in next time for the solo podcast. That was this episode 110. Very nice episode. Hopefully, you've learned something. You've learned that if you were are worried about college debt, you just need to talk about queer theory and if teachers should, you know, teach it or not for months and never stop arguing about it. And one day, the debt problem will just go away. It'll just disappear. It'll just, like that, no problem. No problem. It's gone. Okay? Just keep arguing about trans people. It'll be fun. It'll be nice. I guess there's something in the, else in this story that I forgot. Apparently, which this is the most Republican shit ever, Right? Apparently with this bill, 
and, and Crystal and Sager didn't mention this, but there's a lot of articles online that are saying that in this that they changed the queer law, they also got rid of a lot of black history and teaching about black people and, you know, the history. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Number one, is it true? Number one, is it true? Are these articles lying? I don't think that they might be. They might not be. They might be highly exaggerating it. I don't know. But if it is true, that's the most Republican shit ever. Right? Like, we can't teach queer. And then he just throws, like, this whole textbook of slavery just... Oh, where did that go? What happened to that? I don't know. I don't know what there and like there are other problems too, right? Like, aren't most teachers, you know, they're all leaving too. They're all leaving. Every teacher's quitting their jobs. And Florida, we're either lying that Florida is getting rid of slavery, or getting rid of slavery teachings, or getting rid of teaching about slavery. Or the articles are lying about Florida trying to get rid of teaching about slavery. Either way, God, is it a productive use of time. I hope we keep doing it, and one day we'll wake up, college debt will be gone, and the schools will be full-staffed. Thank you so much for listening. Keep arguing about trans people.